Hello, and welcome again. Pastor Deborah here, and we're coming from my living room again. But really, we're in the realm of the spirit, the realm of the Garden of Eden. All of you have been brought here today, you, the forever person, because I'm going to do some teaching to help you see and believe. Yeah, I am working through another wonderful part of my story of becoming a pastor, a global spiritual teaching pastor, a shepherd, a mama, Mm -hmm. with a global network of YouTube channels and other social media outlets. I wasn't like this when I started. I had to see and believe for myself. But I wrote down my stories, my experiences years ago. Don't know why. But I knew from reading other biographies, it was my way of journaling. I would write down what happened. Keep it in books. So one day I could tell the stories. Mm -hmm. So this one is going to have many different little stories with it. But it's called See and Believe. I needed to see a lot. And I needed to believe. This motion video is sort of helping us. God was parting the dark clouds of my understanding, my ignorance, and shining light on situations that I needed to see. Because he wanted me to help people his way. Not the way of mental health counseling, which I was trained and educated in and licensed in the state of Florida. I had been doing that for about 10 years, but he wanted me to help people the Lord's way, his way, with him. I didn't know anything about it. Mm -mm. So I had to see and believe things for myself. I had to experience, and I'm going to give them to you. Mm -hmm. Strange things, but I knew I was in training, being educated by him. He was leading me and guiding me. Once I stepped into it, and once I decided to go after God, I learned from early childhood, all of us love, and we want to be loved, and we want to give love. We love little stuffed animals, little ducklings, little puppies. It's in us, but we have to have it developed. Me helping people came through my family, military, soldiers, officers, traveling the world to keep people safe. I grew up with airplanes, bombers, ROTC, officers, saluting, marching. I grew up as a defender. I grew up with a world global view of the enemy. I didn't know God was using that as training for my spiritual work that lay ahead. But he allowed me to go off into the world of mental health counseling. He still uses it today in many ways. He doesn't waste anything you've learned. He will use it all. But now I'm a spiritual teaching pastor, a deliverer, an apostle. That's a sent one. I am a teacher, an evangelist, a shepherd, a pastor, all in one. 
five offices anointed whenever I need to be. I move in the gifts of the Spirit as he needs me to. I don't have to activate them. He just knows my spirit is ready. I studied them. I know what to do. But he had to teach me. So my first beginnings was see and believe. This is going to be story number 19. In the School of Light, The Kingdom of Agape Love, Volume 1. And it is my personal experiences. I tell you this so you can see if you too want to help him the Lord's way. Probably what you're going to have to go through. You can see a lot of that more in depth. If you go to the King's International Spiritual Care University playlist here on YouTube, you will go through some basic courses. I haven't even gotten to the intermediate ones yet of things you must know and study. The journey I went on, you too are going to have to go on a journey to partner with him, to see and believe what he sees, to hear what he hears. To see with his eyes. To speak with his words. You can't get around it. Oh, I I went to Bible school. I was almost fully ordained. But I didn't fit in the little box. I wasn't seeking to be employed in a church denomination. I didn't fit. Because only places they had was for a senior pastor, a youth pastor, and a children's pastor. And maybe a missionary evangelist. That was it. So I didn't fit. So I renounced that, gave my certificate back, and I went into the hands of God. Mm -hmm. And him and I are still working today. So here in number 19 of See and Believe, I'm going to read a story to you, and then I'm going to tell you, about many things that he allowed me to see that were almost unbelievable, so I would believe in them. First, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you're here with us in the garden, that through Pixabay, this wonderful organization, and their free videos, you are helping us to visualize these stories. Thank you to Zoom Pro, who I'm recording through. Thank you for the life experiences you gave me. Even though at the time it was strange, almost unbelievable, couldn't talk to anybody but you. But thank you. Be with us now here in the garden as you have brought all those precious, wonderful, forever people from every galaxy and planet and solar system. Maybe we'll be one day on a rocket ship. We'll be on a colony on Mars or beyond. Or maybe the new earth. Father, thank you. You are a wonderful, wonderful teacher. Thank you for guiding me, leading me, as you will these too, if they want to partner with you, be one with you, and help people your way. Father, be with us as we travel through my stories that you put me through. So I would see and believe. Thank you. In the name of Christ Jesus, your son. The word of God made flesh. Amen. You have to understand 
you have to have some personal spiritual experiences. I had a lot of knowledge of helping people, the way of mental health counseling, the way of medicine, treatment, diagnosing, talking, maybe uh, understanding their past, their parenting, trauma, abuse. I had a lot of that. I worked in rehabilitation hospitals. I worked in uh, psychiatric hospitals. I worked in private practice, drug counseling programs, prevention programs in schools. I worked in nursing homes. I did psychological testing for young children to see if they were disabled and could qualify for Social Security disability. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of things. I did groups, individuals. I worked with physically disabled people. I sat on conferences, committees. Yeah, I was nationally certified clinically as a mental health counselor. I volunteered in a national mental health counseling association. I lobbied Washington, senators, congressmen. That's right. I was on a national standards committee. I was the chairman of the nominating committee for the organization. And at the same time, I was a state representative of the state of Florida mental health counseling. I had to stay in contact with mental health counselors, have meetings, send out newsletters. All at the same time, while I was working a full-time job, raising a family. Mm -hmm. I was busy. But somewhere along there, God was allowing all of that to happen. But I found myself not really fitting in. Always wanted to start with prayers. Always wanted to preach, talk to people about God. Because I had found him in the Brownsville Assembly of God revival from 1995 to about 2005. I had been born again since I was three. But I was dead. I was in religion and denominations. But boy, when I got prayer, touch our Lord by a group of people, a prayer team in this revival in 1995, my world changed. My spirit became alive, living, so to speak, (laughs) grew up quick, got infused with him. And from there, he started training me. And you can hear about that in the other stories, being cleansed for the Lord's work. Mm -hmm. And so this one, see and believe, I'm stepping into my training. Once I had gotten sort of revived, after about a year in this church, I joined the prayer team. And I was going to start praying for people like this. Touch them, Lord. Fill them. That's all I did. A light touch. And down you would go. I didn't think God would move through me. You know, who was I? I had been on the receiving end of it and loved it. But lay on the floor. My eyes closed. Couldn't open them. Couldn't move for two and a half hours. God touching, touching, filling, talking to me. Every single night. So I joined the prayer team. And I didn't believe God would move through me. But he did. 
It was fire. I would sweat and shiver. His power, when it starts moving through you until your spirit is able to live in it, it is powerful. We heard that from Jeremiah. He said, it was like a fire in my bones. Well, I got on the prayer team. Then after about a few months of that, I knew there was something else. Remember, I'm trying to help people. I went to all my Sunday school classes and found it. The deliverance team. Learning how to cast out devils. We had a book in there called Strong Man's His Name. What is his game? By these Robertson, some Assembly of God ministers. I sat in there for about a year. Being taught about casting out of devil spirits, evil, wicked spirits, and how they come into our lives. Yes, into Christians and other people. But yet the assemblies didn't believe Christians could have these things. They didn't want to call them demons and devils and evil spirits. They just called them leftover stuff, trespassers. Because they didn't have the belief that Christians could have them. But that's all who we were doing deliverance on was Christians. But I kept my mouth shut. I didn't talk much when I was under training. I talked to God. But not to other people. I just watched and learned. And so being a member of the deliverance team, I was put in the sanctuary on Friday nights. And if somebody during praise and worship would get upset or interfere with it, the ushers would take them out and they'd call me and I'd pray peace over them. So this story is about one of those times with a young nine-year-old girl called See and Believe. And I'm going to read it to you. Another example of my spiritual experiences with the Lord Jesus Christ and his power was when I was called into the church bathroom, for I was a deliverance team person in the sanctuary, to pray with a young girl who was about nine years old in a wheelchair and unable to speak. I was a part of the church's personal ministry team, is what they changed it to. They didn't want to call it deliverance team. It might offend some religious people. And I was also still a member of the prayer team. I had two duties, and I'd go to the meetings every Friday, every time I was there, and I would be assigned my pew in the church, usually on the second floor overseeing. The ushers knew where we would sit, and I had authority to pray with people as being a member of the prayer team. When this precious young girl was in the sanctuary, she would become very agitated during praise and worship, and would swing her arms wildly, moan and groan, and cry out. Her mother was there. She spoke German and spoke no English. So the ushers would take her out of the sanctuary because it was causing a distraction. And I learned Satan would do that. They would take her out the sanctuary and they took her to the women's bathroom and they called me so I went in to try to calm her down so I went into the ladies bathroom and the ushers 
removed all the people that were in there, intending to pray for her for peace. But little did I know what was in store for me from the Lord to teach me through seeing something spiritually. And then I would believe and my faith would grow. When I arrived in the bathroom, the young girl, she was nine, as I said, was laying on the little sofa that was in there. And her mother was just looking into her eyes and saying nothing. I looked into her eyes. I had been trained to do that. But I didn't usually look directly. I'd look about right here. But I could see your eyes. So I looked. And in her eyes immediately saw into the realm of the spirit. The gift of discerning the spirits kicked on. I didn't know. And what I saw in her eyes was what was happening to her spirit. I saw this young girl being chased by a demon. I watched as the young girl was running and screaming for help. During this period of time in the natural, the young girl was laying still, peaceful and quiet on the so- on the sofa, sort of. Then I saw the demon catch her and attack her. The demon looked like a sort of human baboon ape. I I couldn't even, had two arms, two legs, a tail, maybe an alligator looking head. It caught her and attacked her. He was biting her, clawing her, raping her sexually. And trying to eat her. I was sick at heart. Within just a few seconds of seeing this demon. Attack the young girl in the spirit. The young girl's physical body. Began moving. Agitating. She began screaming and moaning. Swinging her arms wildly. In the natural on the sofa. I asked the Lord quietly. What was I seeing? He said this is what is going on. In the spirit. To the young girl. And this would be what. Hell. Would be like for those. Who do not accept my gift. Of salvation. To Christ Jesus. My only begotten son. I prayed peace and cried. I had to see and believe what hell would be like. What was really going on in the realm of the spirit. I had to see. In order to believe. Another example of seeing and believing. Was also very early on when I started working. With those in the occult, witches, warlocks, Satanism. One night after revival or before revival, I used to walk around the neighborhood. We have a big Perdido Bay right across the street from us. And one night, I'm just walking. 
and the gift of discerning of spirits turned on. And I hear a young man named Orion talking to me. He is sort of standing in Perdido Bay in the water. And I ask him, what are you doing out there? Now, you don't hear anything come out of my biological mouth. He said, I'm just watching. I said, what are you doing out there? I said, oh, it's kind of nice. I'm talking to somebody, looked human, sort of hovering above Perdido Bay. So I was seeing two worlds, the natural world, Perdido Bay, and Orion. I was having to see and hear into the realm of the spirit. At the same time, I'm walking naturally. Both worlds came alive to me. I had to see and believe. So we talked while I walked. I told him if he'd come out and walk with me, I would talk with him, but he didn't want to. They always wanted to keep their distance. The next time, I'm out taking a walk. God showed me something I never thought about. But I knew it. once I studied it, it was history. There were demons and trees. Yes, trees. Well, where'd that come from? I studied history. Our ancient ancestors believed that gods were in trees. And trees were powerful places of sacred places to worship the mighty oak and from that belief and seeing demons who claimed that part of nature as theirs I went to a university and was giving a test I looked at their wooden doors which are made out of trees and there and those doors were two demons I go what is going on they were sticking with the trees You see, God says, I created nature, it's all mine. I'm the owner and the Lord of it. Well, the enemy of God, Satan, put demons over every plant, ant, animal, insect, the weather, the trees, roses, everything. And that's where they were to stay. So God was starting to show me that Satan's kingdom was in nature. They were claiming the trees as theirs. The sun, the weather, the clouds, the water, the dirt, the animals. God was opening up the spirit realm to me. And I was seeing and believing. Then God had to start showing me really through people. There was this one guy. His name was Tony. He was sort of a support person for some high priests that were there at the revival. He was sort of like lower on the rung. And he was starting to have interaction with me. So one night, he stopped me in his white van talking to me. And when I looked at his eyes, they were dancing. Ooh, back and forth, back and forth. You probably would have thought he had some kind of medical condition. But the demons were trying to look at me. Through his eyes. And they couldn't stand it. Because I guess I had some bright light. And it was blinding them and hurting them. And giving them pain. So what did I see and believe? 
demons can look through the eyes of humans at me, at you. And whatever light or anointing is in your spirit, if you see somebody's eyes doing something like that, I couldn't believe it. I'd never seen eyes do that. And then he showed me when eyes rolled back the back of their heads. I was seeing that eyes could be controlled by Satan. The demons wanted to look through the soul, through the eyes. The eyes were controlled by demons. I was seeing and believing. God was showing me Satan in nature. Satan in people. He was showing me the spirit world. He was showing me the connection, the natural world, the spiritual world. I was seeing and believing. Then came Grand Central Station. A precious young girl named Amanda. She was allowed, she was a high priest, going to marry her father, Isaac. And she was allowed to come to the revival and get to know people. She was actually sent in, and you'll hear her story, to meet me and threaten me to stop doing what I was doing. I was just praying for them, crying for them in the occult. The most severely spiritually abused and tortured human spirits ever. Well, she became my spiritual daughter. And when she'd be on the phone, or when she would be with me in person in church, or we would talk after church before I left, she was Grand Central Station. She was allowed to bring her physical body, but not the others. So people came through her, other human spirits. Every time she called me and I talked on the phone, There may have been 200 people in her. And I would have to have the gift of discerning of spirits to see and hear and know they were there and talk to them. I'd use their names. Amanda allowed it to happen because she wanted them, who she loved, to be reached by this love that I had, this agape love. They were trying to reach out through the darkness to talk to me. They were testing me to see if I had gifts, if I had abilities, if I knew what was really going on. They were testing me. Then if I was around her personally, they would come through. You might call what Amanda in the psychological world being a multiple personality. She was. But she would do a blink. And there'd be somebody else in her body talking to me. Had a different name. How it came to me was one night she said, I'm not Amanda, I'm Violet. Shock. I didn't know anything. I had no training in multiple personalities. There wasn't any training in human spirits going inside of other human spirits. No disassociation was talked about at my level in mental health counseling. I was on a fast track of seeing and believing. 
As my training continued, there was another precious young lady named Candy. Candy was a high priestess who sat in the number one position of the international Illuminati. She had Jewish blood. So through her and her descendants would eventually come the Antichrist that would rule the world. God was working. God was disrupting Satan's plans. Through Candy, she called me every night on the phone. God would bring people through her. I talked to pastor, the pastor of the revival, the praise and worship leader, a Bible school teacher, other people. Candy did not know them. Candy never went to the Brownsville revival, but God brought them. Candy's heart was whatever God wants to do through me and with me to reach people. He was welcomed. So was Amanda. These two precious women were trying to reach out. And to those people she knew into the world they came from. Satanism, witchcraft, the darkness. So God would bring a pastor of the revival through candy. The praise and worship leader. A Bible school teacher. For me to talk to him. Remember, I'm not talking to anybody at church about this. I'm just writing. I didn't talk to family. I didn't pray with anybody. I read books. I studied the gifts of the spirit. I studied the occult. I studied Satanism and witchcraft. I studied psychic roamers. I studied out-of-body experiences. But I didn't talk to anybody. So after I talked to the pastor of the revival and the praise and worship leader through candy, I go to church the next night. And as the pastor, Pastor John, comes up to me, he goes, yes, sir, that was me. Off they went. Praise and worship came. He came in mid-eye to eye. He knew it was me. Off he went. Mm -hmm. I was having strange but powerful experiences. I had to see and believe the power of God, the realm of the spirit. What was it like in the occult? And my final story in this see and believe story is about the fire coming out of the eyes of a Bible school teacher. There was a Bible school teacher there that also came through candy. And God had to tell him if he didn't stop teaching error, Bad things were going to happen to him. And this Bible school teacher said he couldn't stop. They would kill his family. Now, I didn't get into that. But that there was something there. So one night in the revival, I looked at him as he was on the prayer team. A well-respected, had a doctorate of something. He looked at me and something... Came out of his eyes. Knocked me on my butt. I said thank you Lord. Because there's a story. about the fire of God. Coming out of someone's eyes. So I thought it was God. Letting me know. I could do that through my eyes. Through his eyes. That's my anointing. And God said that wasn't me. That was the other guy. So I was learning. 
through personal experience, through seeing. Here I am believing that the fire of God came out of this Bible school teacher's eyes. It was powerful. And God said, it wasn't me. So what did I learn? Teachers have powerful anointings. Unseen to us. In the realm of the spirit. I was having to see things in the realm of the spirit. Through the natural body. Through nature. And I had to believe it. I was growing and learning. And it was so unbelievable. I had to keep going back to the book. And I would read the Old Testament. And I'd read about the gifts of the spirit. And then I'd go, am I crazy? I'd find other pastors moved in the gifts of the spirit. And they weren't considered crazy. So I said, okay. And I read that Christ Jesus perceived people's thoughts. Did some strange things. They didn't think he was crazy. So I said, okay. Did I talk to anybody? No. I kept quiet. I talked to God. I wanted to help you. I didn't know who you were. I had to find you. Then I had another one early on. This young guy named Victor. He was a high priest. I think he was from central Florida. He was part Indian. Bigwig. He wanted to meet me. He had sent his young daughter, I think her name was Raven, to the revival. Some of them had permission to come out and meet me. Well, he wanted to talk to me. Remember, they were testing me to see if I really had the goods, the spiritual goods. Did I move in the gifts? Was I anointed? Was there a power in me that they had not seen? Now, they'd seen some power. And they knew some Christians had it and they would go after them to distort them, to take them down. So I got a letter and and, uh, what happened was I was asked to meet with his daughter, who's nine years old. I said, no problem. He said, but I want to meet with you, too. I said, "Okay, but just don't put me in any kind of jeopardy. I was a married woman. He was a man. And so what he did was, he was going to have his little girl, nine years old, Raven, sit with me on some steps, and we were going to talk. But he was going to be inside of her. And so I thought, this is, now wait a minute. There's me, physically, and her, physically, that's two. But there would be three spirits there, me, Raven, and Victor. So I was having to think How do I talk to people when there's two physical bodies, but three spirits? How did I address Victor through his daughter? She's a little girl and I got to talk to a man. There were no books for this. I had to think. God had to help me. I had to know the word. I had to stay in the Old Testament. I had to stay in the four Gospels. I watched movies. I watched. I listened. God was trying to help me to see into that realm of the spirit. To know it. To understand. He was trying to get my spirit. Okay, just because God touches you. 
You may not be educated yet to work with him in that deep realm. You may not believe in it. I had to see and believe. I had to have experiences after experiences. I had to understand the kingdom of darkness and Satan. That he was trying to be as God of the world. In nature, on nature, water, light. God was having to shine his light unto my spirit. To open up the darkness. that I, The ignorance that I had. And boy was I ignorant. I was religious in denominations. I had to be anointed. I had to learn prayer, deliverance, casting out of devils. I had to believe in devils, demons, evil spirits. The spirit realm. I had to see that they were in humans. Dogs, water, trees could come through Bible school teachers. I had to see and believe. It was, it now seems almost impossible. Now I see and believe easily. But he still had areas. I had to learn about the weather. The earth itself. Nations. Flags. Gods. Goddesses. Vows. Oaths. Curses. Blessings. I was ignorant. Of how to help people the Lord's way. I would read six to eight books at one time. Watch videos. Live stories. Biographies. Movies. Fantasy. I had to learn. I took notes and notes and notes. And books and books and notebooks. I wrote and wrote and studied. Sometimes I'd have to watch a movie. And write down every single word. I didn't talk to my husband or my son or anybody else. I just studied. Then I'd write down my experiences. God knew what he was doing. I was going as fast as I could so I could help you the Lord's way. A lot of us need training and education. We need teachers and mentors. I just had God and his word. He used true stories. He used people's books they wrote. But I was never allowed to contact them. To have personal mentoring by them. I could read their stories. I could read their books. I could read their testimonies. But to contact them personally, he wouldn't allow that. He was helping me through studying. I had to see and believe things I had never heard of or believed in. I had to see it for myself. I had to experience it. Most of the time, people thought I was too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. I was attacked in church by the leadership, kicked off the teams. Because I was seen as a threat. But all I could say was, I'm anointed by God. And he is guiding me. I'd go to other churches and see the evil, 
the spirit realm there through the pastors. I would see the demonics, the human spirits. I was seeing and believing. Because I wanted to help you. I asked God to teach me, mentor me, raise me up. And he did personally. Took years and years and years. Moving in the gifts. Had to study the gifts. Had to study all five offices. Had to study religion, denominations. Had to read about true life, casting out of devils. Catholic Church does that. At least they believe in it. I had to watch other people cast out devils. Had to read true stories about multiple personalities, trauma, abuse, high priest and priestess, satanic training of little children. I had to learn them. Monarch mind-controlled formula for programming of children and placing demonic spirits in it. We'll get to that in another video. I had to learn Satanism. I had to learn about the Illuminati. I had to learn, study, and I did. And the light broke through to me. And I saw and I believed. And I want to end right here, this number 19 of the School of Light, the Kingdom of Agape Love, volume number one, with these many stories to help you see that if you want to help people the Lord's way, you too are going to have to have experiences where you see for yourself and you believe. You're going to have to understand the spiritual realm where the forever person lives. You're going to have to understand the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of darkness, kingship, rulership, anointing, powers. You're going to have to understand what's here on earth. The two kingdoms that are at battle. The two realms, the two worlds, the two kings. You're going to have to understand the occult. Spirits, the forever person. Satan, demons, power, authority. You're going to have to understand. The gifts of the spirit. The five offices. How to talk, how to teach, how to see the enemy. And understand yourself and others. You too will have to see and believe. So those are my few little stories. We're going to get to some more. There's so many. To help you the Lord's way. I was barely made it through it. It was so difficult. When some of this stuff comes, you go, You can't believe it. For a while, I thought maybe I was mentally ill or going crazy, having hallucinations. But then I studied Christ Jesus. When I read, he could perceive their thoughts, hear them thinking. And I, too, began to understand and see and believe the realm of the spirit. The realm where the forever person was at. That I was going to be helping. So write your stories down. Ask God to help you see and believe. He will. He's there to teach you. 
Mm-hmm. So I want to end here with prayer and offer you the gift that I had, the gift of salvation, that you too could be trained and mentored by God himself through your experiences to help you see and believe. Doesn't take much. Just believe in Christ Jesus, his son. That he died on the cross to forgive you. And he rose again. That he's alive now, sitting on the right hand of the father in the kingdom of heaven. That there's only one true God. He's not the God you see in all these countries and nations. He's a God that helps you, mentors you, teaches you about the realm of the spirit. He's working in the spirit realm. He wants you to see and believe. He wants to mentor you and teach you as his child. So you can be about his work here on earth or your planet or in your galaxy. His way. To accomplish his goals of his heart. Isaiah 61 and 62. To reach out with agape love. The cross. Through gifts and power. But you must too see and believe. If you want that. It's done. And he will begin. Raising you up. Anointing you. You will have to study. You will have experiences that. You may not even ever ever understand. Most people don't talk about them. Even among the witches, they say nothing. They all know they move. And how I learned it, even children. I was doing a deliverance session with a lady who had witchcraft in her background. And she said during her deliverance that when she was five years old, her grandfather would come through her window spiritually, take her spirit to a satanic meeting with witches. Five years old, a grandfather. I've worked with people from every walk of life, every nationality, every stage in life, rich and poor. They all move in the spirit. Most of them are trapped. Others, they know. Just because you lock up a physical body in prison doesn't mean that their spirits cannot leave. What do they do? They get in other people. Demons, you cannot lock them up except binding them in the name of Christ Jesus according to Matthew 18 and 18 and send them to the pit if you believe in them. And they'll fight you And you've seen that in some people when the police come. That's what it's like in the realm of the spirit sometimes. The demons fight back. They're arrogant. You have to study them. A lot of true stories about deliverance, casting out, exorcisms. Mm -hmm. A lot of wonderful movies. The exorcism of Emily Rose. The exorcist with Linda Blair. The last rite about Catholic priest. There's enough people doing deliverance now. Than there ever used to be. It's not pretty when it happens. Dislodging an evil spirit. 
from a spirit and it's the physical body. Sometimes it is a war zone. That's right. Go watch those movies. They're true stories. There's a cultic healing. I had to study that. Lambs on a... Oh, no. Lambs to the slaughter, I think, with Joanna Michelson. I had to study multiple personalities and trauma. Three Faces of Eve, Joanne Woodward. How people learn to go out of the spirit. Shirley MacLaine, out on a limb. That's right. I had to study the psychic viewers and roamers from Vietnam. Military men who moved out of their bodies. Mm -hmm. I had to study the MK Ultra of the CIA. Mind controlling. I had to understand how the military CIA scientists were all involved. I had to study the men who stared at goats. Who tried to stare at a goat and kill them. New kind of weapon. Mm Mm-hmm. I had to study international groups and how they seek to control all of humanity and the world. I had to study, study, study. And then I had to see and believe. So, Father, help them if they want to help people your way, with you and through you. Be about your work, Father, and guide them and lead them so they too can see and believe. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, I'll see you on the next story, number 20 of the School of Light, volume number one of A Kingdom of Agape Love. Lots more to come. Bye.